Good morning. Welcome to King of Kings. It's a wonderful day. We have a big service today. Um, besides being All Saints Day, which will be a special opportunity at the end of the service, after we've heard the benediction and the final sending, rather than going out the back door, you're invited to come forward and to light a candle. And to light a candle in memory of those who have gone before you, all the saints that have gone before us. Um, I will light the one candle that seems to be up there higher right now, um, and I will have my memory of those who've gone before me, those special ones. My mother died in 1979, and yet on every day in All Saints Day, I remember her as well as many other times, but even after all that time, I still remember her. Um, we have a baptism today, Skylar McNeil. That brings my special announcement for the, those who are visiting with us today. This is a holy ceremony, so I ask that you abstain from photography, um, that we will have a plenty of time to take pictures afterwards. If you want to reenact anything, we can take some pictures. Um, but other than that, especially flashes can be dis, dis, uh, disruptive. So, and I say that while we live stream. But such has been COVID. Um, next Friday, we have a dance, November 5th. Um, so that's always a good opportunity to go out. Next Friday dance is not November 5th. It's November 15th. Thank you. Um, we have a jam today at 2 o'clock, a music jam over in the Cow Hall. Um, anybody who's interested to be part of the food pantry committee, uh, please see. I'm getting a high sign from Larry. I don't know what it means. Okay, better? Okay. Anybody who's like to be a part of the food pantry committee as Wayne and Linda are retiring, we're putting a committee together to help run this. Please see either Vinny or Vicki or Chris, or actually could see any member of council and let them know that you're interested. Um, the second new member class will be next Sunday, November 14th after service. Um, Thanksgiving Eve service, November 24th at 7 p.m. and pies to follow. Well, since pies to follow, my homily will be really short because I have a thing for pie. Um, yard sale. Uh, with a blood drive on Saturday, November 27th at, from 8 to 1. If you're interested in a spot, reserve it now. And Linda Miller, wave your hand, Linda, so people, has volunteered to take over coordinating ushers and readers and uh, communion assistants. And as it is, she's asking if anybody would like to usher to sign up. Um, so, and then we'll have a, a, a brief training for the particulars of ushers. So if you would, I'm going to pass these around. And I'm going to take it that nobody here wants to usher right yet. But I'll work on you if you keep coming. And pass these around that if you're interested in ushering, please sign your name and uh, Linda will be in touch with you. Are there any other announcements for the good of the family? Okay. Um, I know we have a lot of first-time visitors with us today because of a communion. Um, we have a brochure, if you're interested, that tells us, tells you who we are and what we do here at King of Kings. Um, so 
Larry, if you kind of just pass a few of those around for those uh, first-time visitors. And with that, I think I've covered all the bases. Oh, communion. Uh, I'll repeat this again. We're going back to distributing communion from the whole loaf of bread. But because of something I'm going to say in the sermon, after I serve the choir, I'm going to come down here and I'm going to ask this side, the usher will guide things, to come forward first. You'll get your piece of bread. Linda will be next to me. She'll hold the cup of wine. The wine is red or the uh, apple grape juice, which is gold. So if you prefer, you can go either just dip your, your piece of bread in either element. And then I'm going to invite you to put your hands in the water of the font and make the sign of the cross on your forehead to remember the promise of your baptism. So by doing this side first, and you'll go around back to your seat, and then this side will come up. And I'm sorry, but you're going to have to walk the long way around. And if you're not able to walk up, we will bring communion to you. I know we have a few here who are not so comfortable coming all the way forward. The usher will let me know, and we will bring communion to you. Other than that, there'll be instructions as we go. So I invite those who are able to stand and let us begin our worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Have mercy on us, O God. We confess that we have sinned against you and against our neighbor. We have built walls instead of tables and turned away the stranger. We have sought glory for ourselves and have treasured that which does not satisfy. Help us to love as you love, to welcome those you send, and to treasure mercy and justice. Turn us from our ways to your ways and free us to serve those indeed. Amen. God makes all things new. Forgive your sins for Jesus' sake and remember them no more. Lift your heads and your hearts. Yours is the kingdom of God. Amen. <laughs>
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment, and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines drained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of the Lord. Let us read responsibly Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. For the Lord has founded it upon the seas. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Those of innocent hands and purity of heart. They shall receive blessing from the Lord. Such is the generation of those who seek you, O Lord. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O everlasting doors. Who is this King of glory? Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O everlasting doors. Who is this King of glory? A reading from Revelation. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, 
Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The word of the Lord. I'll ask those who are able to stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to John, the 11th chapter. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of a blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Do I, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you would always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried in a loud voice, Lazarus! come out and the dead man came out his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his faith wrapped in a cloth jesus said to him them and bind him and let him go the gospel of our lord please be seated since there's some children here i will invite the children to come up can you you want to come up Special message just for you, and I have a prize. I have a prize. Got a prize. Okay, you know we got a bathtub here? In this church, we have a bathtub. Where do you think it is? You don't know? Do you know where the bathtub is? Where's the bathtub? Well, that's a, that's a good guess, but guess what? There it is. That's a bathtub. Now, Skylar today is going to be baptized. And she's going to be washed clean from all her sins. Now, that's a strange thing to think that a little tiny baby could be sinful. But we were all born into sin. But this washes away our sins. And it's once and done. So when you get washed here, you never get dirty again. Well, at least you don't get that kind of dirty that hangs on your spirit and soul. But it's just, touch it, it's just ordinary water. There's nothing different about it, okay? You, you're welcome to touch it. You want to touch the water? Just ordinary water. But in this church, we call this a sacrament because we use ordinary elements, but Jesus has promised that he will be present whenever we do this. And this is how we all have come to join the church was through our baptism. And it doesn't matter if you're baptized here
or anywhere else, and it's all right, we should play in the water occasionally, I think. <laughs> I invite these all the time. I invite them to come play in the water, and today I'm making a special point that after they receive their communion, they can come play in the water again, okay? So just know that, that through a baptism, it is a forever, forever bath, a one, once and done, and you're always clean from all the wrong things that you'll ever do in life. Because we, believe me, I know, I was, did a lot of things when I was, I still do a lot of things that get me tripped up, okay? So, thanks for coming up, and you can each take something, pick one thing, there you go. Any? He got the, okay, you're, thanks for coming. It's always wonderful to have children in church, even though we have to bribe them to come up. <laughs> when I was in Philadelphia, one of the things that the church I was serving did was they got into partnership with a recovery house. This was a place where men who had just um, gotten clean, had gotten off the drugs, but oftentimes they were getting there, they had, they had basically ruined all their relationships with all their family, and they had made themselves virtually unemployable. This was a place where they could get back on their feet and live, and they were provided food and a chance to take your time finding a job, and the only expectation was that they would stay clean. They would not use the substance that had gotten them into trouble. And one transgression didn't get them automatically kicked out, but the second one did, and they would have to spend a week out. And then they could come back, and if they could be clean, they could get back in. And that we kept that, that thing. It didn't matter how many times they kicked back out. If they could come back and pass their drug test, come back and, and submit a clean sample, they could come back and have a place to stay. Well, there was this one young man, I would say he was in his mid-20s, he was named Jamie, I remember, he had curly blonde hair. And he bounced through that house a number of times. And we would, I would have a Bible study over there once a week. And when he was there for the Bible study, he was always very engaged. He really loved and, and, and participated in the Bible study. And he was actually fairly well-informed, I guess he'd grown up Roman Catholic and the sisters had beat it into him, but he was fairly well-informed about the Bible because he really participated in this Bible study. But unfortunately, his illness, his disease, his desire for that substance was stronger. The last time I had seen him, I hadn't seen him in the house for probably a year, but the last time I saw him, he was walking backwards between the two lanes of traffic going one direction on Aramingo Avenue in Philadelphia with the sign trying to beg for money for anything. And he looked horrible. He was terribly thin. He was filthy dirty. And as I pulled up alongside him, I rolled down my window and said, Jamie, how's it going? And he didn't even hear me. He didn't even recognize his name. Today, it seems that in our world of entertainment, between literature and movies and television, one of the themes that gets a lot of play 
is the idea of zombies, those, who have, those people who are dead but now have reanimated. In fact, the show that was on AMC, I think it's on Netflix, you can get it all now, The Walking Dead, I would have actually named my sermon The Walking Dead, but it's a copyrighted name, so I don't want to be, especially since we're broadcasting out there, we did, I didn't call it The Walking Dead, I called it The Living Dead, but it, I thought of Jamie when I read the text today, and I thought of him strolling backwards. Um, essentially, The Walking Dead. And living in the city and serving a rough community, junkies were a problem. And just like in this show, The Walking Dead, they always seemed to want to take a bite out of you. Now, they didn't actually come and actually bite you because the zombies were part of, you know, that's what they fed on things that were alive. But they would take a bite out of you by breaking your window and stealing an empty box out of the back of your car or breaking into your your yard if you weren't there and stealing anything that could go for a scrapyard. I remember caught a guy one time, he had our lawn chairs all loaded up. He was going to take them and scrap them because there was aluminum in them. It's that kind of bite that they keep taking out. Now, the reason I bring up this whole thing about the zombies is I think in our culture, in our you know, social zeitgeist, in our mindset, there are certain themes that we relate to, even if they're bizarre. I mean, sometimes it's very, and, it's, and these themes are then expressed in the arts and the entertainment, in literature, in movies and song. Um, the disease or the discomfort with that. If you think back during the Cold War, some of the movies and books that were written about the idea of dropping a nuclear weapon uh, on the beach, the movie with Gregory, uh, Gregory Peck was one I could remember. The Day the Earth Stood Still, something that happened afterwards. Um, Dr. Strangelove, these were very directly related to our fears around the Cold War. Well, I think the fact that this show, The Walking Dead, has been on for 11 seasons and has two spin-offs, and it's not alone. There has been other movies that have followed this same theme, the one with Will Smith that took place in New York. Now, they were more of a vampire if you read the book, but it was the idea that something happened and many of the beings now were not really alive anymore. They were walking dead. They were living dead. I think the reason this theme comes out and speaks to us so clearly today that we're drawn to it is in part because we see or we know people that have been affected by this drug epidemic that we see them. We see them out on the streets here and maybe you have family members that you've all but cut off because you, they're, they're walking dead. But it's not just addicts. I remember driving down the Schuylkill Expressway coming home from work and seeing the faces of the people who are now coming home or going in to be a rat in the rat race. There is that dead expression on their faith face. That idea many people have, they're working and they're functioning, but they hate their jobs and they only keep doing it because there's, they, they need the money that they make 
but their job is sucking the life out of them. The whole situation of the businesses where our wages have gotten more and more stagnant. But even those on the top, that 1% of the 1%, well, they keep taking that bite out of society, taking more and more and gathering more and more. But that wealth does not satisfy them. They keep needing more and more. They haven't learned that wealth and means and property is only really good when you have enough that you can share, that you can give away. How many of these multi-billionaires are really engaging in social programs to help the masses. They again, walking dead. But it's not just out there, folks. It's in here. It's in our churches. How many of us are so tied to our creeds and our dogmas and our traditions and our rituals that we miss the gospel. How many are so tied in the way we have done things for years and years and years that we are resistant to trying anything new? We're talking in Bible study now, we're reading Acts. And the big story in Acts is one of the big themes is the fact that the existing temple structure, the synagogues, after Jesus has been resurrected and the new way goes out there, those, there are those who are so engrossed in their traditions and their practices and their ritual around law that they cannot embrace the forgiveness and love of God that's been represented by Christ. How many today in our churches are so focused on condemning people, condemning people because their lifestyles are not the lifestyle that they will think are right. They're so busy trying to make themselves righteous, but yet Christ has said you don't have to make yourself righteous. That's been done. How many groups out there, how many denominations judge people, say only we are saved? Well, how can you embrace Christ and declare that only you are saved? We're all saved by the grace of the blood of Christ on the cross. And any group that says that, any person that embraces that, is embracing a dead faith. And they are just more of the walking dead. Mary says to Jesus, if you had been here, he would not have died. If Jesus was in that young man's life, really there, really embraced there, he would not be walking backwards on Aramango Avenue with a sign begging for whatever he can get. If Jesus was in the hearts and the minds and the souls of those who are gathering wealth and gathering and gathering and gathering, they would have long ago reached the point where they said, you know what, we need to raise the wages up here for the people who work for us and we need to start to give some of this away. It says in the Bible that fool who had such a good year, he filled up his barns and he said, well, you know what? I'm going to tear my old barns down and do new big, build new bigger barns. And that night, the Lord came for him and said, you fool, you had your chance. Now somebody else is going to get it anyway. 
if we were truly about proclaiming the love and the forgiveness and the acceptance of all people, we would not have churches that make it that only their members can come for communion. We welcome everyone. You hear that, folks? We welcome everyone to receive communion. If you have that living faith, if you have Christ in your life, it doesn't matter how long you've been dead, there will be no stench. You will have been raised again. If we have Christ in our church, we will proclaim the good news to all. If we have Christ in our lives, we will live lives that proclaim the good news to all. Amen. Christ, you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. 
We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. I'll now invite all to be seated. And if uh, Skylar, her sponsor, and her parents could come forward here. You'll be awake in a minute, I can guarantee you. <laughs> At ho in holy baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father liberates from sin and death by joining us to the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are born children of a fallen humanity. In the waters of baptism, we are reborn children of God and inheritors of eternal life. By water and the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, which is the body of Christ. As we live with him and with the people, we grow in faith, love, and obedience to the will of God. Who presents Schuyler to be baptized? Okay. Well, you say, I present Schuyler to receive the sacrament of holy baptism. In Christian love, you have presented this child for holy baptism. You should therefore faithfully bring her to the services of God's house and teach her the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments. As she grows in years, you should place in her hands the Holy Scriptures and provide for her instruction in Christian faith, that living in the covenant of her baptism and communion with Christ, that she may lead godly life until the day of Jesus Christ. Do you promise to fulfill these obligations? Okay. I didn't hear it down. Okay, good. Holy God, gracious Lord and Father, we give thanks for the beginning. Your spirit moved over the waters and created, you created the heaven and earth. By the gift of water, you nourish and sustain all living things. By the waters of the flood, you condemned the wicked and saved those who had you had chosen, Noah and his family. You led Israel by a pillar of cloud and fire through the sea and out of slavery and into freedom of the promised land. In the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Spirit. By the baptism of his own death and resurrection, your beloved son has set us free from the bondage of sin and death and has opened the way to the joy and freedom of everlasting life. He made water a sign of the kingdom and of cleansing and rebirth. In obedience to his command, we make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Pour out your water so that those who are baptized may be given new life. Wash away the sin of all those who are cleansed by this water and bring them forth as inheritors of your glorious kingdom. To you be given praise and honor and worship through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. And let's everybody say, Amen. Amen. Now, do you, the congregation of the King of Kings, those present today, do you promise to guide and teach and encourage Schuyler and her family to grow in their faith. If do say, we do with the help of Christ. We do with the help of Christ. Let us all say together the words of our faith as found in the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was born of the, Vir born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, who will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Okay, hand her over here. Are you ready? I know this is not going to be fun, but sometimes it's really neat. So, Schuyler McNair, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. That's all right. Let it out. Oh, yes. There it is. You know, we talk about baptism is just a sacrament, but it's also a ritual drowning where the old scholar, the sinful self, has been drowned, and now the new saint has merged. So, you scream that scream of a saint. Do you want to go back to mom? Okay, well, let me present you. This is our newest member, Skylar McNair, our newest saint here. Let's everybody give a round of applause. Okay, I'm going to give you... That's for you. Did it quite you right down, didn't it? I'll give you back to mommy. Okay. Yeah. That mean man poured water on my head. Ah. Oh. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for freeing your sons and daughters from the power of sin and for raising them up to a new life through this holy sacrament. Pour your Holy Spirit upon Schuyler, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence. Let all say, Amen. Skyler, child of God, you've been marked by the seal of Christ and sealed with the Holy Spirit. That'd be the time to put the necklace on her. That's all right, I had one throw up on me one time, so that's all right. Okay. Skylar, let your light so shine before others that may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, this is our baptism candle. You can blow it out as soon as we're done here. But what we say is you light that 
on the anniversary of a baptism until it's burned all the way down. Now what usually happens, it goes in a closet and you'll find it five years later and say, oh, we were supposed to burn this. But then you give it to her as an adult and you say, this was your baptism candle. So it's not going to go to waste. Okay. Oh God, the giver of all life, look with kindness with the fathers and mothers, father and mother of this child. Let them ever rejoice in the gift you have given them. Make them teachers and examples of your righteousness for their child. Strengthen them in their own baptism so that they may share eternally with their child the salvation you've given them through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Through baptism, God has made this new sister a member of the priesthood we all share with Jesus Christ, that we may proclaim the praise of God and bear his creative and redeeming word to all. Let us welcome you into the Lord's family and receive you as a fellow member of the body of Christ and a worker in the kingdom of God. That's it. You are baptized. box you can keep the candle in and like I said there's your baptismal certificate so that you put that in a safe place okay thank you oh you also get the purificator Let's continue with the prayers of the church. I invite all who are able to stand. Eternal God, you hold firm amid the changes of this world. Hear us now as we pray for the church, the world, and everyone in need. Merciful God, we give thanks for all missionaries who have brought your message of hope to new communities and wiped tears away. Continue to raise up courageous missionaries to share your gospel of hope. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Creating God, we praise you for abundant harvests and the goodness of creation. Create communities of care for your earth so that all land, water, and soil will be celebrated and cherished by future generations of saints. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of peace, we give you thanks for nations of peace that serve as a refuge for all whose homelands are afflicted with violence. Strengthen those who continue to work for peace and support all veterans who carry the scars of war. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of healing, we give you thanks for health care workers who labor around the clock to answer cries for help. Bring wholeness to all who struggle with post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, addiction, and all who long for healing in any way, especially Gail, Nancy, Helen, Sharon, Kurt, Jade, Howard, Isabel, 
Antoinette, Phil, Karen, Robert, Violet, Isaiah, Bob, Alex, Jean, Sydney, Diane, Linda, Phil, Jack, Patty, Ken, Karen, Raymond, Bob, Clay, Robert, Herb, and Suzette. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. God of justice, we praise you for the feeding ministries and for all meals that bring people together for nourishment and fellowship. Bless chefs, bakers, servers, dishwashers, communion assistants, and meal ministry coordinators. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. God of the ages, we give you thanks for the saints of this congregation who have inspired, challenged, loved, and taught us. Sherry Almgreen, Adam Brevik, Kyle Burton, Christina Kozlowski Emery, Sharon Heininger, Rose Heller, Florence Kelly, Dory Klein, Martha Klenovitz, Sally Koslowski, Maxine Motes, Eric Smichael, Jean Scrine, Sarah Title. Wipe away our tears and lead us by their example until we feast together on your holy mountain. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Lord, we thank you for the presence of new life. We thank you for the opportunity to share this commitment with a new child. We thank you for her wonderful singing right now, Lord. That wonderful sound to hear children in church. Hear us, O oh God. At this time, I offer you a chance to lift up those prayers that you are holding right now, those situations and people that you are praying for. You may do this aloud or quietly. Hear us, O oh God. God, our protection and strength, we entrust you all for whom we pray. Remain with us always through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. Let us share that peace safely and looking forward to the day that we can share that peace boldly with one another. The peace of Christ be with you.
Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, as we prepare to sing our special music, we invite you to sing with us as we sing Just a Closer Walk to Thee.
And let us pray together the offering prayer as one voice. Holy God, the earth is yours and everything in it, yet you have chosen to dwell among your creatures. Come among us now in these gifts of bread and wine and strengthen us to be your body for the world. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so... With all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he also took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And now, let us be so bold as to pray the words as we have been taught by our Savior, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as woe for those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All are invited to communion. And today, I ask you to also take that moment after you receive communion. The choir, you're going to have to do that afterwards. But come and play in the water. Touch the waters. Make the sign of the cross on your forehead. Remember that this brings us life. Please be seated. The body of Christ.
body of Christ.
I bought who all were able to stand. Blessed Jesus, at this table, you have been for us both host and meal. Now send us forth to extend our table so that we can share your gifts until the day when we all feast together at your heavenly banquet. And now, after I say the benediction, I'm going to bring that one, get that one tall candle lit there on that table with all those voters on it. And I will say my quick prayer for those that I'm remembering who's gone before me. And I invite all to come forward as opposed to just going out the door and light a candle in memory of those who've gone before you, lost loved ones. Um, and for those who came for the baptism, if you want to have pictures, reenact things afterwards, just let me know and I will keep my, all my duds on here, okay? So now, God, the beginning and the end, who has written your name in the book of life, bless you and keep you in grace and peace from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. the saints before us, go in peace to serve the Lord. Praise be to God.